Hey guys, how are we? Thought I'd just connect a little bit earlier tonight, um, just because we've got a few bits and pieces going on. Um, hello to TikTok. We are live on TikTok. We are also live again on Facebook this evening. So hello to all the Facebook listeners that are just tuning in. Um, I can see we've got some hands up straight away, which is good. Um, <laughs> I know, still can't, for some reason I still can't see people in, in the queue, but anyway, here we go, it doesn't matter, we'll make it work. Um, so I'm going to kick off with Viscount Cuddly Moses, so let me um, invite you up to speak. Whenever you're ready, you can ask me your question. While I'm waiting for that person to join me on the stage, TikTok, you know how this works. You want to ask me a question, download the Discord app, um, come into the lounge and ask me a question that way. Uh, Facebook, for those of you that are new to this, I'm live on Discord. Download the Discord app, create yourself a little profile, join me in the lounge and ask me a question, okay? Um, uh, Batwoman, you are next up. So whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Hi, Batwoman. Hi, can you hear me again? I can, yeah. Perfect. Um, it's, it's more the fact that I'm more concerned for my mum. Um, she yeah. is going through a divorce at the moment yeah. with her husband. Yeah. Um, there, there has been some. Um, uh, she's been in and out of um, trying to get this sorted. At the moment, the house she's in the house that they had together. Yeah. And because she's been on uh, PIP and she's not been able to work, um, he is refusing obviously to pay for the mortgage. Now he's only paying apparently the interest of the mortgage and wants to kick her out of the house. Um, but with having pets, it's a bit difficult for her to find somewhere else to live. How long Americans, is how long is the marriage? First of all, they've been together. So they got married when I was about four, and I'm about thirty two now. They, they they just separated when I just turned about thirty twenty nine. So. so so how long how long have they been married? What year did they get um, married? Just 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 about eighteen years almost. 19 years 18 years okay um it doesn't um, it doesn't really matter that's, that's a long relationship that's why i asked so yeah. it, it won't matter whose name the house is in um she's legally entitled to it um upon divorce both of the party's housing needs have to be met so it's not good enough uh, for him just to kick her out because that my main concern is the fact that she has quite bad mental health issues and he, yeah. he played on that yeah um trying to get the divorce sorted yeah um i'm trying to get my mum to to give me more of an insight of what's going on just so i can help her yeah um but it seems like at the moment after three years of almost being separated yeah he's still dragging his heels okay wanting to show the court apparently his bank statements now i don't know if that's true or not um, yeah. So, that they can do well, it it sounds prepare. like if if he's been asked to show bank statements, sounds like they're in the middle of a financial process. Um, is your mum yeah. instructed a solicitor? Yes, yeah, she yeah. does, but I, 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 it, it's a bit difficult. Um, some you know, my mum can lie about certain things. Sometimes I've got to take what she says with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Um, but as far as I'm aware, she's done everything she needs to do. She's just waiting to hear back from side of things okay i mean look i i take take some comfort from the fact that she has a solicitor if the matter yeah. is before the court um then the court will not make an order that isn't fair and reasonable um so you know and and the court will set that finish line so eventually if dad continues to drag his feet the court will go ahead and make a final order regardless of what evidence they've got from him 
would she be still be able to to apply for something like spa, uh, spousal maintenance, or is that something that well, needs to be agreed? To yeah, them? no, it doesn't have to be agreed at all. But it's something that um, she will have to speak to her solicitor about. So that, you know, she needs to speak to a solicitor about that. I can't advise you if she's entitled to spousal maintenance because I don't know anything about your case or her case, I should say. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think I think she's in the best possible hands. The fact that she's got a solicitor and the matter's before the court, that's all good. And he can't just kick her out no. of the house? No, no, absolutely not. No, only okay. only by way of an order. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Rebecca, you are next on the list, so whenever you're ready, ask me your question. I will try and answer a few questions on Facebook and TikTok as well if I can. Somebody just said, am I in America or the UK? I'm in the UK, um, but I will be visiting the States next year and I'm about to um, take some exams over there, so that's all quite exciting. Rebecca, hi, what's your question? Yeah, hi, yeah. Um, my question is, um, so... I was in an 18-year relationship. Yeah. Um, we never actually married. Yeah. But um, we had a joint mortgage together. Uh, we have an eight-year-old daughter together. Yeah. Obviously, it's rather messy split. But um, I was just wondering, because we never married, uh, am I entitled to more of the percentage of the property because the daughter is residing with me? No. Which is in a court order. No. So the because you're not married, the um, legal ownership of the house will still stand regardless of, of who has the child living with them. What you right. need to do is make an additional application under the Schedule 1 um, of the Children's Act to ask mm. him for a larger lump sum than 50%, yes. say, in order that you can have some assistance with housing the child. So if you were married, it would all happen automatically under one piece yeah. of legislation. But because you're not, you've got to make that separate application under the Children's Act. Okay, and what is the, sorry to ask, um, right. the form I need to fill out for that application? So there, there isn't a form for Schedule 1. Um, it's something okay. that you're going you're gonna to have to instruct a solicitor to do or to help you with um, because there okay. has to be um, a statement that, that's um, sent into the court along with the application. So it's not, it's not as easy as the um, Matrimonial Causes Act where I can say, oh, it's a, you know, a Form A or the Children's Act, I can say it's a C100. Um, yeah. You are going to have to take some advice for a Schedule 1. A Schedule 1. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Rebecca. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, right. Jem, Jem, you are next on my list. I think we spoke last night, Jem. Hello. Hello. We spoke last night. Hello. Um, I've just received my ex-partner's position statement. Yeah. Eight pages long. Um, it's quite deep. Yeah. Um, he's contradicted everything he's put from Kafka's report to his report. Yeah. He wants the children weekly instead of every other weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm quite nervous. Our court date's next week. Yeah. And we've gone in quite detailed, if yeah. that makes sense, where how, how, I've just gone from the Kafkash report. Yeah. How long is the hearing, Jem? I don't know. It's in the morning. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I suppose, um, I think it might be 45 minutes, an hour and 45 minutes. An hour and 45 minutes. Okay. Um, and it's just a directions hearing. 
no, I think they sort of want to clear it up, sort of, you know, get to the sort of the bottom of it, really, because I've been waiting for this now since March. So, but you need to find out if it's listed for a final hearing or or a directions hearing, and it will say on the order that you've had, giving you the date. Okay. I, I doubt, okay. I doubt it's a final hearing if it's only listed for an hour and forty five minutes. The reason I was asking you how long it is, Gem, is because it's highly unlikely they're going to have time to read eight pages. Generally, where a um, litigant in person, so in other words, he doesn't have a solicitor is acting, they will, the court will generally yeah, give it. Yeah, he has. He oh, has. he has, okay. okay. Yeah, he has got one. So there's, there's every chance that the court will, will sort of say to them, look, you know, it's just too long. Um, it, and sometimes in an order, we'll get told no more than four sides of a4 for example it just yeah. it does seem incredibly lengthy eight pages yeah, well, I thought that. <laughs> and and if you if you'd have said to me you know it's listed for a day because it's you know or even half a day because it's a final hearing i'd say fair enough this is everyone's last opportunity to submit their evidence but an hour and 45 minutes that sounds to me like a directions hearing so they might have over egged the pudding a little bit there anyway the um, fact is the evidence is in you're worried now because obviously he's gone in quite hard um, and mm-hmm. you don't feel you have you just address your statement when you're when you're in front of the court you know if your statement is more concise and to the point you've already got some brownie points with the court the thing okay. to do is to go in and be really clear the court's always looking for guidance from the advocates what is it that you're asking the court for and why should i go with what you are asking me to be clear mm-hmm. be concise um, and and just keep everything to the point eight pages i think he's probably rambled on yeah but i was putting for every other weekend yeah and to see the children two days a week for tea and to bring them back yeah um, now, he put on his CAF cash report that he can obviously work around um, his job, you know, football, ETC. And now he's gone into his position statement saying he, can, he can't get out of working on Saturdays. Yeah. He only wants his children um, two days in the week and to have them at half five on a Friday to half five on a Saturday. It's going backwards, if that makes sense. No, yeah. if more children don't want this, can I still address it to the court? Uh, yes, you can. Absolutely. Um, that That's what he is suggesting is in the children's best interests. By all means, let the court know that as the resident parent, you don't think that is in their best interest. But always be clear to say why. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Bye. Bye. Uh, Jennifer, you're next on my list whenever you're ready. Ask me your question. Yeah, sorry, guys. Um, I did freeze. Somebody just tried to call me um, and the sc- uh, TikTok, it did freeze. But hopefully you're all back again now. Um, hi, Jennifer. What's your question? Hey. Uh, I'm having quite a messy divorce. Uh, married to another, I was married to another female. Look, quite divorced yet. Yeah. Uh, I hope he said to the other guy about the dog, but my situation is slightly different. Um, she bought the dog uh, two years ago, and the agreement was is that when I get money from a cop for my compensation, that I would pay half of the dog. Well, we've since split up. I've uh, got that in writing. He is actually down as hers and myself with the vet. Um, I don't know whether I'm down as the owner. Um, I don't believe she did put me down. I think she put herself down as the owner. Um, and since we split up. Well, I was seeing him every week, like he was with children. 
and now she's just taken that completely away and says that she doesn't want me to have him. We still live in the same area. I do see her going past. I have applied for a divorce, which she didn't want, and she said she didn't want to give me a divorce, so I now have to go to court with that. So my question is, if I can prove, which I can through emails and text messages, the agreement, would I get any chance of seeing the dog, and how long would it take for this divorce to actually happen? So the divorce and the financial order, Jennifer, are two separate things, okay? So your divorce, you're going to have to go to court for anyway, to submit your divorce petition. So, you know, you can just kick off and start that regardless. You have to have a divorce petition issued before you can submit your financial application, which is a Form A, all right? You're not going to get a hearing for the first three months, um, with regard to finances and the ownership of the dog will form part of that so right. it's it's good it's going to take at least three months before you you actually get before the judge okay because i actually put this through around the 26th of april and because she has uh said that she didn't receive any paperwork uh she's delaying it so now the, what? the paperwork has actually gone through to when Right. When you say you put it through, what have you put through? The divorce or the financial application? The divorce. So okay. I requested that through the government website. Okay. Right. So, so can I, and also, can, can I claim any of that back? Okay. So, but if we, if we go back to the financial application, you've got to make another application, Jennifer, if you want to discuss the dog, the yeah. divorce. Okay. That, that, that's fine. Just wanted to make sure you were clear about that. Um, can you claim the divorce costs yeah. back? Um, are you doing it under the new system? Uh, then the answer's no. Yeah. No. The, okay. No. So if, if you've paid your court okay. fee, then that's gone. I don't mind the court fee, but it's the extras that I'm having to pay for the divorce now because she wouldn't agree to it. Such as? Process server? Uh, I'm, um, yeah, I'm going to have... Well, I started off doing that, but we found out who her solicitor is now between myself and the solicitor. Right. And uh, they're waiting to like, send her the paperwork. Right. So, obviously, because she hasn't she hasn't agreed, you don't have any property. We had a joint account, but she took all the money out of the joint account. Yeah. Um, and that was due to pay bills and stuff like that. So I then had to obviously find money to pay bills and rent and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've got it down on my statement that she took she took the money out of the joint account that was supposed to pay for those bills. Okay. Um, so I just, I just want to check whether I can get any of that back, whether I can ask for any of that back and ask for any of... What this is now costing me. Yeah, so now, Jennifer, you're getting into specific legal advice, okay? And, of course, we can't, I can't right. give you advice over this channel, but what I am going to say is that you, you need to be at least having a one-off consultation with a solicitor um, because right. it, what what's going to have to happen now is a look through these bank statements and a real understanding of this relationship right. so that you know of your legal position. Okay. All right. Okay, that's fine. All right. No no worries. Thanks, Jennifer. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, Laura, you are next up on my list. So whenever you're ready, ask your question. Uh, apologies, TikTok. I don't know what happened, but I lost the live completely. My reception went, so I've had to come out and go back in again. Um, I'm really sorry about that. But anyway, you guys are all back again. So there we go. Um, Laura, I hope you got that invitation to speak. There we go. What's your question, Laura? Oh, hello there. Can you hear me? I can. 
Oh, hello then. Um, I'll try and cut it short. So basically, I left family home uh, nearly three years ago, and my ex-spouse still lives in it. Yeah. Um, basically, we've sold the house. Yeah. Um, and the, we've got the decree nice and everything, but um, we're having issues with the finances. Yeah. So my question is, I mean, I'm basically private rent, and I've got the two children that he has every other weekend. Um, and he pays a small amount of maintenance. But with regards to the finances, um, he's got quite a lot of debt. So he's got a business loan he took out um, and also a VAT bill and some personal debt to he owes to family. So um, he's saying that that's got to come off before we split the equity of the house. So I'm just wondering whether his debt is included before the equity. So again, like like the last caller, Laura, you need some specific legal advice here because we'd, we'd need to have a look at length of relationship, age of parties, age of children, earning capacity, how long you've actually left the property for and what this debt yeah. is. Matrimonial debt or anything that's tax related generally will be caught up in that. But it, it's mm -hmm. not something that I want to give a generic answer to. Um, mm -hmm. So when when you start to ask specific questions like that, all I'm going to say is you've got to take some legal advice, even if it's just a one off from a solicitor. OK, um, okay. if the children live with you, then what I can say is that you will chances are receive a bigger share of the equity because you are responsible for the children's housing needs. You're married, Laura. Yes. We still are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you will, you will receive a bigger share of the equity because the children live with you. Whether or not his okay. debts will come off the top line first, that's going to depend on lots of other factors. So I'm not going to be able to answer that one. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, just right. one more question, if yeah, you don't mind. I absolutely. have got a charge on the property. Yes. Um, so um, because the house is sold, he keeps asking me to take it off, but I'm yeah. assuming that I shouldn't until we've sorted out the... Finances. Absolutely, absolutely. Is the, is the house just in his yeah. name then? It's just in his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Impression. I yeah, was on the deed, do, but I'm not. Do not take that charge off at all, Laura. Um, because you okay. you need to get that financial order drafted and signed by both mm -hmm. of you and sent into the court. And of course, you can't okay. do that until you've got your decree nisi or conditional order if you're going to use the new system. Okay, because he's refusing to fill in like a form E. Um, well, then, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to sell the property because until he does that and you've got that financial order, you're not removing that HR1. Right, so if I um, can instruct a solicitor, yep. um, would they be able to obviously act on my behalf and put in a court order for him to show all his documents? And Absolutely. Everything? So they decide, obviously, yeah. what we're entitled to. Yes. Yeah basically trying to say he's the law yeah. um, and telling me what I'm getting, which I don't agree with. Absolutely. What they will try to do initially is negotiate with him. And if that doesn't work, mm -hmm. then yes, they're going to be advising you to make a court application. Okay. All right. I thought you'd say that, but yeah, yeah. No, it's good to hear it. Okay. Um, from yourself. Thanks so much for speaking to me. No worries. Thanks, Laura. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh, Claire Tipton, you are next in the list. So whenever you're ready, Claire, what's your question? Hello. Hi. Um, I was wondering whether you could advise me as to what happened with regards to the financial order after the 11 form submitted. After the what submitted, sorry? The the 11 what? Oh, I can't hear you. 
After what's been submitted, Claire, you said what happens to the financial order after something's been submitted, and I just missed that word. Sorry, the the financial order, um, I have instructed the solicitor to make the financial order. Yeah. Um, That's been on the table now for coming up to four months. Yeah. Um, with no response. Um, I've instructed my solicitor to go forward for the E11 form, the full disclosure, financial disclosure. For me, yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm I'm confident that his form will have nothing on it because everything is in my name. Right. What happens after that stage? Well, once you've both made full financial disclosure, and even though everything's in your name, Claire, he will still have disclosure that he needs to make, bank statements, pay slips, potential pension entitlements. Um, there is no pension, there is no pay slips. He hasn't worked for over 10 years. All right, well, what, what's his income? What does he live off? He does live off of money, right? but well, it's not where... declared. Right, well... he. He's going to have to provide something because he can't live off fresh air, can he? So you know, he's, yeah. So so he's gonna um, he's gonna have to provide something because he's living and 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 he's paying he's paying his way. But essentially, to answer your question, once the four me's have been exchanged and the financial disclosure has been exchanged, that's when you start to negotiate. That's the whole point of exchanging. Then then you start to negotiate a settlement. And if you can't negotiate a settlement and come to an agreement, well, then it's passed over to the judge and the judge will make the order. That's what that's what I'm hoping to happen. Yeah. I want the judge to make the order because yeah. uh, my solicitor already feels that my my financial um, offer is generous Yeah. Um, compared to his lack of contribution over the marriage years. Right. Um, now, listen, Claire, so, that, that, that makes me nervous because contribution throughout the marriage, financial contribution isn't just what we're looking at, okay? Okay. So we're looking at all kinds of contribution. So people that stay at home and look after children or are carers or whatever, that's also a contribution. Um, but, it, you know, as long as your solicitor is giving you a fair and reasonable um, proposal, then you should be okay. Does he have a solicitor out of, out of curiosity? He has instructed a solicitor, yes. Okay, then that's good. So at least at least he's got um, an incentive there, really, to, to bring it to an end, because hopefully he'll be getting some sensible advice as well. Yes, I, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, my, my husband is uh, borderline narcissistic. Okay. So the information that is provided is um, not accurate, but that is obviously just to battle out right okay well as i say he's going to have to provide some sort of evidence he can't just provide nothing um and ultimately it's going to come down to age earning capacity length of marriage any dependent children but you you know that because your solicitor would have given you that advice yes yes all right Um, and yeah that's wonderful and if if i may ask another very quick one yeah uh, with regards to the divorce, I, I'm aware that the divorce and the financial order are separate things. Um, I've had to, um, he won't, he hasn't acknowledged the divorce application, which is kind of at the very beginning of the stage. Um, so I've had to apply for a D11 form. Right. Um, and that's fine. I, I understand that process. Um, but where where does it go if I am unable to serve him these papers, the, the, to serve him the application. 
Well, you could you could use your financial process to serve him. You could serve him in court. Then he served. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. You've just made my evening. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Claire. All the best. Thanks now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, Hannah, you are next on my list. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Um, hello. Hello. Sorry, I'll try and keep it quick. That's okay. Um, my um, ex-partner, I've got. We've got two children together, ten and twelve. Yeah. Um, prison for domestic abuse and um, other things. Anyway, he came out. Um, didn't see the children for a good two years until he took me to court. That was a long process. Um, yeah. He had to do um, special courses. Um, he could only write them letters for quite a few months until we gradually moved to supervised access. Yeah. Um, then just after the supervised access, he was allowed to have them on for a few hours on his own um, in the court order yeah. and then COVID hit. So I carried on doing it because I know I was ordered by the court. Um, he then started becoming threatening to the children. So um, I was advised by social services to cease contact, which I did. That was a year ago now. Um, he's... We've got a child arrangements order in place and he's recently emailed me saying he doesn't want anything to do with them anymore. He would like my partner to adopt them. We don't want to do that. But how do I go about getting his parental rights signed over? He's only on one of their birth certificates yeah. and he's signed forms to have their names changed by me already. Um, so it's really difficult, Hannah, to remove a parent's parental responsibility okay. unless there is yeah. overwhelming exceptional circumstances, okay? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's only got PR for one of them anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, those applications will normally fail um, unless there is something really sinister, you know, sexual abuse, something like that. Um, okay. Or if yeah. there's been periods of non-contact that are in excess of sort of seven years, then you can okay. sometimes have PR removed. But outside of that, no. Okay, so if he's just if we so if he's refusing to see them, and even though the court we never had a final court hearing to say that everything was final ever because of COVID. So am I bound by that? Am I meant to be making the children go even though they both don't feel safe enough to go? Well, if the children don't feel safe and you have genuine welfare concerns, you yeah. you can exercise your PR and stop contact, okay? Okay, um, yeah. If he then disagrees with that and says, actually, I want to put, you know, I want to um, enforce the court order, he can make that application back. To the no, court. He won't because of what he's done to them. He won't take it back to okay. court. Okay. <laughs> well, well, then, then yeah. you're fine. Okay. Then, then Hannah, I would, I would say, exercise your PR if you think that's in the yeah. best interest of the children, and and don't adhere to the court order. Brilliant. Okay. All right. Lovely. Thank you very much for your help. Thank you're you. welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, Shaz, you are next up. Whenever you're ready, ask me a question. Oh, well done, Beth. Someone's just graduated with her law degree and wants to practice family law. Good on you. Well done. Um, hey, Shaz, what's your question? Oh, yeah. Um, my question is, um, I've recently started divorce proceedings. We've, we've been, well, we've been married 29 years this year, um, separated 18 months ago. Um, we were renting, so there's no property or anything else like that to come yeah. into it. So 
is a clean break order you know the best way for me to go as opposed to financial order i mean i take some advice but yeah i mean if there are no assets to be divided and there's no chance of spousal maintenance that's going to apply and there's no pension share order in here um, then absolutely um, a clean break would be the most appropriate. The important thing is that you, you recognise that you need to sever the, the financial ties, which a decree absolute won't yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how do I go about that? Will I need um, to take uh, advice from a solicitor you to will, be able to You will um, indeed. Yeah, absolutely, you will indeed. But generally, if you're both in agreement to a fixed fee, divorce, uh, uh, a consent order, then the solicitors can offer you a fixed fee. Most firms do. We do. Um, a lot of solicitors will. Um, because a clean break order is pretty easy to draft and they will generally include a short consultation as well, just so that we can check it is appropriate for you. So yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. yeah so you, you'll get the advice as part of the whole package, the fixed fee, drafting the order, sending it into court, etc. So what if if my husband isn't kind of like willing to do that jointly? Yeah. I just have to do it yeah. on, on my own. No, 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 because um, you can't submit a financial consent order just on your own. It has to be signed off by no. both parties or the judge. So if he's not in agreement to a clean break or he feels it's not suitable, then you're going to have to make an application to the court to settle finances. Okay, right, okay. All right, that's, a, that's slightly yeah. more complicated, but that's essentially the answer to that. Yeah, well, I suppose it really in his best interest, really, that, yeah. that he does do that, um, as opposed to kind of like having to go down the road of the financial order. Yeah. Because he, he did, he did have a pension, yeah. which obviously he took out only just before we got married, but yeah. um, he, uh, two years ago, he, um, in fact, no, 2019, he cashed it all in. Yeah. And he does that, he does have that, that um that money there but obviously i kind of don't even want to deal with that yeah because i don't want kind of the implications to come back on my two um grown-up daughters who yeah. both still live with dad okay. um, and i don't want any aggro coming back from them if i kind of like went down that that road okay i mean it might might be that you want to consider mediation first but yeah yeah that's what you need to do okay all right Right. Great. All right, thank you. Thanks, Shaz. Bye-bye. Uh, bye. Bye. Jamie, you are next on my list uh, whenever you're ready. Ask me your question. Um, Curiously, um, I've been paying the mortgage on my property. Me and my partner are just separated. We weren't never married. Yeah. Been separated for just over three years. I was happy to pay the mortgage... Uh, contribute towards mortgage and I pay my child maintenance and stuff regularly and I see the kids regularly. The problem is now with the increasing bills, um, Chelsea lives at the house with the children, I can't physically afford to keep that lifestyle up anymore. So where do I stand with regards to the mortgage and possibly trying to force the sale of the, the property because it's literally leaving me in financial dire? Yeah, so 
The responsibility on you both, Jamie, is to provide for the housing needs of the children. Um, and whilst you are doing that, if it means that your housing needs are compromised, the court's going to be looking for a suitable alternative. All right. So the housing needs of the children definitely come first. But that doesn't mean that the parents' housing needs won't be considered. So if you speak to her and you can't find a resolve between you both, then you're going to have to make a court application. But what I would say to you is take some advice because if we get to see the bigger picture, we can we can most times tell you what it is the court's going to be looking to achieve. Um, and, and a way around that. So I've got a few cases at the moment where I'm acting for the 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 partners the male partners and they're in just this position you know they've they've left the girlfriend and the children at the family home they've gone on to rent their own place and and they just want the children to be to be happy and to be safe and they just can't afford to do it anymore the court don't yeah. expect you to okay so if she's not willing to compromise and if a compromise means that you know you're going to have to sell the property then i would ask the court to consider giving you an order for sale it doesn't mean that the children's needs won't be looked after it just means that yours will yeah it's because I, I, mean, I was happy to do it up until now it's just yeah because where I've, where I've had an injury yeah I can't sustain my lifestyle anymore because obviously with the overtime I've lost all my overtime now yeah so I'm, I'm sort of more office bound yeah and because of that loss of overtime I now can't afford to pay for the mortgage yeah and my bills plus all the child the child maintenance I pay box through the roof yeah so yeah. like with all of that in total, it's just yeah, yeah. now becoming a bit crippling. And and don't forget mediation. I mean, I always recommend mediation before a court <laughs> application. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it looks it's, like uh, it looks like you're heading off. Okay, looks like you're heading off to the judge then, Jamie. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> all right then, thanks. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye bye. Uh, Mickey, two thousand. You are next on my list. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Just saw Izzy sipping on a nice G and T. How jealous am I, Izzy? She said she's sipping on a G and T, relaxing, putting her feet up, just listening to the chat. Well done, you. It's that time of day, isn't it? G and T time. Um, Mickey, whenever you're ready, hopefully you receive my invitation. I'll give you a couple of. There we go. What's your question, Mickey? Oh, can't hear you. No, still can't hear you. You there, Mickey? No. Okay. I'll put you back in the audience and then I'll come to you the next time. Sometimes it works if I put you back in the audience and then invite you up on the next time, okay? Den, you are next in my list. Let me make a note that I've got to come back to Mickey next. Den, there we go. What's your question? Hello. I'm currently going through um, we're going through the financial order and we've filled in the D82 forms and we're trying to avoid court. Yeah. But my question to you is, um, if my ex-partner paid for the property, his, his new property, with marital assets, am I entitled to the increase in the equity since the property went up? Den, until you've got your decree absolute, anything that's in your name or his name would be considered a marital asset. So yes is the answer to that question. Even if he's not paid, because he's arguing that he's not paid that with marital assets. Doesn't matter. If it's in his name and you haven't got your decree absolute, it's still a marital asset, isn't it? It's, it's what we call a post-separation marital asset, but it's still an asset. 
because you're still married. Right. So yeah, is is the answer to that? Oh right, okay. All right. Just just one last quick thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I spoke to my solicitor today because he's actually had two heart attacks yesterday. Blimey! And I'm worried that. And I'm worried that he's dragging his feet now around the finances and that his new partner could be in the will. So is it in my interest to do a very quick financial order now with the special measures? Um, uh, when you say your solicitor had the heart attack or your husband? No, my, my, my husband. Okay. I mean, you, regardless of what his will says, if you're still his wife, God forbid, and he passed away, then obviously you can contest that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily rush anything, um, just because, just because of that. But yeah, I mean, you, you want to get that financial order sorted out sooner rather than later. Right. Brilliant. Thank you. All right. No problem. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh, bye. bye Mickey I'm going to come back to you there we go whenever you're ready ask me your question no still can't hear you no I don't know what's happened there Mickey I can't hear you at all nothing 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 KKJ while we're waiting for Mickey to sort that out I'll um, come to you Whatever your question is, KKJ, go ahead. Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Okay, um, so I split up with my wife about a year and a half ago now, and yep. I've been trying to exchange form E's with her. Yeah. Um, to be amicable with her. Yeah. Um, only till, I think it was um, in May of this year that I received her first form E. Yeah. Now, I've sight of my form E for over a year now. And... Um, they're claiming that I had a pension, which I actually found out that I had because she'd hidden some paperwork from me. This was a pension that I'd forgotten about. Uh, yeah. It was set up by a company I used to work for back in 2000. Yeah. Um, we've been, they've actually cited that they've got evidence of this documentation and we've asked them for the documentation. Yeah. That we've actually refused to provide it. And now they're um, in their supplemental questionnaire because we've now exchanged formies. They've had a questionnaire, now we've done our supplementary questionnaires. Yeah. They've said that I've purposefully been trying to hide that and I've not been forthcoming with any information. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I just want to kind of know where I stand with that because I've, I've always said, as like, if you give me visibility of those documents, yeah. I can then do the inquiries and actually, you know, find out what the value of these things are. So let's be clear um, when you say that they refuse to give you the paperwork. Are they refusing to give it to you in writing or are they saying they haven't got it? Uh, well, this is where it gets funny because um, my ex-wife in her questionnaire stated that she lodged with her solicitors the documents. Now, the solicitor has now, her solicitor has now kind of, in a way, it seems like he's trying to backtrack and saying they haven't got the documents. They've got pictures of the documents, right. which I've spoken to my solicitor about, and that that, that is um, that doesn't matter. It's a case of the fact that they've she I think she um, called it self help and disclosure. I think that's how she referred to it. Um, and the, the mere fact is that they've got these documents, but they're still refusing to give them to me. Um, now okay. I'm getting worried because my my FDA is coming up in October. Right. And I don't want it to appear to the judge that, like, I'm trying to hide these assets. Like, we've had emails going to and from between my solicitor and hers. Yeah. 
to say, okay, well, please give us visibility of these documents and then we'll go make the inquiry. Yeah, okay. So so what I'm going to say is, A, don't worry what the courts um, are going to say because you're obviously trying. Ultimately, it's your pension, it's your responsibility. So you, you should be contacting the pension provider and getting an up-to-date CETV anyway. Um, and all well, you... This is the thing. I don't even know who the pension's with. Okay, well, that, that's... that's... I used to work for. All right, that's absolutely fine. Then that would be part of your question. In your questionnaire, when you go to court, you would just ask for a direction that if she has any paperwork with regard to that pension, that she make full disclosure of it. If she doesn't, they have photos. Could they kindly provide you of who the pension is with? Because you're not withholding any from, anything from the court. You simply don't know. All right. And just ask the court yeah. for a direction at the next court hearing. Okay, that's brilliant. All right. Um, and also, um, within her um, supplementary questionnaire, the, her solicitor has started saying that we've been defamatory towards him. We've um, defamed him in some sort of way. I think the way it's coming across is they're trying to paint me out to be some kind of really narcissistic person. But it's um, some of the statements I won't go into, but they've, they've made a quite derogatory towards myself now i don't know what they're doing that for but obviously i think it's to make me look bad in front of the judge now is there anything i can say or do to kind of counter that because i i wouldn't be too concerned about that because honestly the court deal with 10 15 of these cases per day um it's not interested in tit for tat it's going to want to know what order you want what order she wants and what evidence is before the court honestly um, sometimes right. the solicitors can use this by way of a strategy to try, and in, to, try to intimidate, all right, if, if you aren't represented or, you know, if you have a young solicitor maybe on your side. Don't let that be your focus, honestly. Um, yeah. Don't. I would just well, keep focused on... My solicitor's actually been quite good. She's, anything that they've asked for, um, my ex-wife's solicitor, we've literally just provided them with what they've wanted. Right. So... Good. You know, in, in that term, we've, we've been very forthcoming with everything they've requested. And Good. on their side, they've just not um, given us any kind well, of then uh, you've data got, or information. Yeah, you've got nothing to worry about then. OK? OK. Brilliant. Great. All right, then. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Apple Pie, you are next. Oh, yeah, I'll invite you up, Apple Pie, but I forgot about Mickey. Mickey, I'm going to unmute you. Can I hear you? Can you hear me now? Can I hear you? No. Hang on. Just one second, Apple Pie. Mickey 2000, no, you're still on the stage. No, still can't hear you. We'll try again. I'm going to pop you into the audience and I'll come back to you. Apple Pie, what's your question? Um, hi. Hello. I just wanted to know, um, would I have a financial uh, claim in the family um, house? So I'm applying for a divorce and yeah. I live in one property with my two children. They're under yeah. 18. And my ex-partner, he's got another property where we used to live in. Yeah. But his family's residing in that now and he's renting somewhere. Yeah. But he's threatening me that if I go to court, yeah. um, they're not going to give me the other asset. They're going to make me stay in the house I'm in and I'm unable to afford the mortgage because he did a verbal agreement with me. Yeah. He paid the mortgage, I paid the bills. Because I work only part-time, I'm unable to afford the mortgage. Yeah. And what he's doing is sometimes he pays the mortgage, sometimes he doesn't in a way you know, to keep control of me. So I just want to know if I were to go court, what was the chance that the court would say that I could get the other property because 
that's pretty much nearly mortgage free. Okay, so I, I have no idea is the honest answer because obviously I don't know anything about your case. First thing I'm going to say, what I say to everybody is you've got to get yourself some legal advice as to what you are financially entitled to. The principles that the court will apply is that your housing needs and the housing needs of any children under 18 are met. Okay, so the court's not going to order that you stay in a property if you can't afford to stay there unless the court and also give you an order for spousal maintenance that he pay you spousal maintenance. So you don't have anything to be too concerned about because the court will look after you and the children. But I do think that you should get some specific advice because obviously you you don't want to just hear the generic answer from me. You want to know exactly what it is you're entitled to. And that would inquire, uh, require sorry, a solicitor asking you a you know, handful of questions, um, getting the answers from you and then being able to give you the advice. Does that make sense? It, would it matter that if he, because um, what he's doing now, he's purposely putting himself into, you know, overdrafts. Yeah. Um, doing extra extra expenditure, which he yeah. wouldn't normally do. So if I do to court, he can turn around and say that, look, I can't afford yeah. anything so the court looking to the court the court the court obviously have to take into account his cash flow but any Mm. debt that's not matrimonial won't really factor in so if he is cash poor because of these Mm. debts the overdraft etc um then it Mm. might be that spousal maintenance isn't an option and that you get Mm. more of the equity in a property for example Okay. Yeah. All right. That's just put me at ease. Good. Good. I'm glad. All right then. Thanks. Bye bye. Uh, Heavy Boo, you are next up on my list. When you're ready, ask me your question. Hello, user nine five two six seven four three one eight one one eight zero. Hello. What's your question? Um. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a difficult one. Um. My friend is going for a divorce. I've done the divorce for her online. Um, she hasn't received any paperwork as yet. They've only just accepted it. Yeah. The trouble is, <clears throat> they live in a council house. Yeah. Now, she's had to pay all the rent and all the bills, and he's not paying anything. Yeah. She's on um, a minimum wage job. Is there anything we can do to, number one, get him to pay half towards all the bills and everything? Or... I don't know what else I can suggest to her. I mean, I know you could she can take him to a small claims court for that side of it, but I didn't know if we could put anything in the financial order. Sorry, so they are married, or they were married? Yeah, they are yeah. married. Yeah. Um, I've just put the divorce application in for them. They were married for okay. 34 years. Oh, okay, brilliant, um, yeah. So the, he, He's the... basically just had an affair. There's no assets because yeah. yeah. it's a rented property for yeah. the council. Yeah. But he's not paying anything. They're still living in the same house together. <clears throat> so he's not paying anything towards the rent or yeah. any of the bills. So the order wouldn't be that he pay her bills. The order would be that she she is entitled to spousal maintenance. Okay, so that would be weekly or monthly payments from him. But again, like I said to the last caller, when it comes to specifics as to what she's entitled to and how much mm. she's entitled to, you do need to take some legal advice. Now, I've got yeah. a really, really handy form um, that will be that you'll be able to fill out, and it'll get, and it will help you understand what it is that she needs. So, if you email me at some point yeah. tomorrow, I will send you that form. It's called a schedule of expenditure, and if she completes yeah. that 
form, it will let what you do is you complete what you need and then you take away what you've got coming in by way of benefits or pension or whatever it might be. And then any deficit is what you're asking the other side for in terms of spousal maintenance. It's based on a need, um, spousal maintenance. And clearly, if she can't pay her bills, she has a need. It's, it's not necessarily that she can, basically she's paying all the bills in the household. She's got twenty yeah. pounds a week to feed herself. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's on disability benefit and yeah. you know not working and everything else and gets disability plus he gets his whatever it is ESA. So he's getting as much money as she is. Yeah. But he's not paying anything towards the rent and she's paid her half of the rent. Her, you know, she's paying the council tax, gas, electric, everything. Yeah. Yeah, so and she's nothing. yeah, so we need to balance up the scales there. So I think I think spousal if the divorce is in, spousal maintenance is going to be the way forward. Okay, all right, all right. no problem. You You're welcome. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Um, Maximus Glutimus, someone's knocked on my door. Sorry. Um, you listen when your dog walking. That's pretty cool. Thank you for doing that. Um, Husky Gamer, you are next on my list. I know that we've spoken before. So hello. We have today. Well, good evening. How Hello. are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Um, really, really far-fetched. Um, my partner basically caused a meltdown at a contact uh, meeting on Saturday because I booked a Saturday away with yeah. the boys. Yeah. Which is, so it wasn't pre-booked, it wasn't planned, so I kind of got there first. Um, it, it took 45 minutes for the sense to kind of calm it down. We've been quite violent towards me while I was in a separate room. Yeah. Um, now I've been advised to put in for a C100 again. The first one failed due to a technicality. I've reapplied, and I've reapplied for a, a, a prohibited steps order. Yeah. That's it. The local Stoke uh, Crown Court, so I've gone to the wrong courts, now having to be transferred to Derbyshire Crown yeah. Court. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, social services advised us and encouraged us, with the backing of the court, to encourage uh, step sibling contact, so gifts cards, pictures, which have been raised as brother and sister, even though there's a shared figure between them now. Um, today, it's been told by my, my support worker, if you will, for the, for the two boys, that she's now refusing all contacts towards the two older siblings, unless it's in the contact centre. Now, she doesn't acknowledge my son, she's raised her chair, he doesn't exist, no conversation, no nothing. So as soon as there's a barrier in place professionally, she's trying to go one step better. Um, to the point now, where the question, main question is, I'm having to move from my council house now uh, due to the trauma of the domestic violence. My, my son is adapting well. I'm not adapting well. I'm having to move to a private home um, and kind of go into hidden situations, if you will. Is there any way I can get any sort of support because I'm having to leave that sort of, of accommodation, or is it just the fact I've got to suck it up as a sour pill? Sorry, what? What's the question? I've I've got a bit we lost there. So you you're leaving the house. You had a night yeah, out with the boys. I'm leaving, yeah, I'm leaving the council property to, yeah. to go into a private one because I can no longer stay at the address. Yes, I get that. To, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, get that. If anyway, I can ask for support on that with me having her shared child, even though she's got steps up and paid. Oh, I see. No I see. Sorry. So it's not sorry. It's not really a family law question. That's more of a housing mm. question. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't have the first clue. I'm going to be completely honest no, with you. I wouldn't. No, no I wouldn't seems, know. No it's so interlinked with the the normalisation of it. So it seems to be kind of 
crippling around her, if yeah. you will, know, following the evidence as I was supposed to. Yeah. She just needs to go one step further and further these outlandish situations. But now because she's acting out of sorts outside the property where I am at the moment, my home, yeah. now I'm going to pop six and move and disappear uh, with the two boys. Now, I was advised generally that I could probably get some sort of support from her, but she may need to know where the address is. And I... I don't really want it to no, know. No, 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 you can, you, I mean, if, if they're telling you that you can get court support from her, that you can always yeah. keep your address confidential by filling out yeah. the C8 form, so she doesn't yeah, have I've, to know I've where done, you I've are. Done that, I've done that for the um, C100, right. um, except order, just in case I do have to move and it has to be adapted in some way. Yeah. Um yeah, again, I'm stuck there. I mean, I, I, again, I don't know about the housing. I can't help you there. You can keep the no. address confidential by using the C8. Was there another question? There was. There was one, one more quick one. Um, yeah. The stepdaughter, the stepdaughters, obviously, there's no PR out for me. There's no dad on the birth certificate. She, she kind of made this omission. Um, but it's now the stepdaughter is on the high radar with social services. They're kind of being a bit kind of kosher what's going on uh, now with the stepdaughter. Now... Is there any way with this prohibition uh, steps or that and the C100 have involved three children, including the stepdaughter, which is the mine I've just raised that. Is there any chance that will go to the positive favour or will it just be looked at the two boys who have Yeah, mad it, 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 will, it will only be looked at for the children that you have parental responsibility for. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That was generally it, just so I know legally where Okay. Direction. Before you go, though, I've got Shell, who's on the TikTok, and she's a housing officer. So if you want to leave Discord and pop over yeah. to the TikTok, she's going to be able to help you. Okay. Thank All right. You. No worries. Thanks. Bye. Uh, right. Mickey2000, let me see if we can get you asking a question. Can I hear you? You're on the stage. Talk to me. No. Don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know if you've got headphones on, if you've got yourself on mute. I don't know what that is. But anyway, we tried. We tried, Mickey. Um, I don't know. It might be best if you just completely sign out and log in again, maybe. I really don't know. Um, Lorna, you're next on my list. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Hello. Hey, Lorna. Hiya. Right. My question is, um, I've divorced from my husband last year. Yeah. We're settling out the financial sort of things, and it's the marital home that's at, at, on the... Um, it's the marital home yeah. that is the concern at the minute. Okay. Now, I've tried to take over the mortgage, but I'm just a bit sure of where I need to be to take over the mortgage in my own name. Right. Um, I have got my daughter with me that is his, obviously his biological child as well. Yeah. Um, is there a way that the courts could, obviously if I move out of here, I I'm, I'll struggle to pay rent and things. Is there a way that Lord, court, I could put a court paper in to say that I want to stay here or? is there, Have you taken any legal advice, Lorna? That's the first thing I'm going to say. 
Yes, I have. You have, but okay. Due to money reasons and things, I can't afford to keep no, no. the solicitor on. No, no, that's absolutely fine. So long as you've taken some initial advice, because what I wanted to check was that what you're offering him by way of a buyout is actually the right amount to offer him. Because you mentioned that there was a child involved, then I'm guessing you would be entitled to a little bit more than 50%. And obviously, I don't know how much more without knowing more about your case. Um, so yeah, I just I just wanted to check that point. So so long as you are making an offer to buy him out at the right percentage, that's fine. If you're unable to buy him out at the moment, think about a measure order. A measure order okay. is where you can stay in the property until the child reaches the age of 18. And at that stage, you buy him out 50%. There is a couple of trigger factors. So if before the child reaches 18, you start to cohabit with somebody for more than six months or you remarry, then you will have to pay him the 50% at that time. But that's right, something okay. else you might want to look at. Okie dokie, thank you. All right, you're welcome. Just, it, it's one of them, I've been trying different mortgage companies to try and let me take the house over in my own name. It, yep. It's just a long roundabout and people yeah. saying yeah we can accept you and then turn around and say no so you, you can't, can't because yeah. you're self-employed yeah and the thing is with the measure order Lorna he signs over all his legal and beneficial interests to you so you're protected you're safe he stays on the mortgage but at land registry he, do, he has no legal or beneficial interest all right Okay, there was someone did tell me if um, I could put an order, um, a court order in until my daughter turns 12. It's 18. Uh, it freezes all his assets in the house. So it, oh. if they, no, because I, I've paid the mortgage off for the last year and a half. No, um, a measure order doesn't work that way. Um, you, you would have to buy him out his 50% share when your youngest is 18. There's right, okay. freezing assets is, is something completely different, but that wouldn't assist you in, in staying in the property. Right, okay. All right? Yeah. Okay, Ooh. thanks, Lorna. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Um, Ems, you are next up on my list. You can't get Discord, Naomi. I'm so sorry. You have to download the app, create yourself a little profile, and then come back to my... Uh, app my tiktok or facebook and click on the app and then you'll come into the lounge okay ems what's your question hello queen hello, hello. <laughs> um so quick question well there's two questions yeah um i'm actually asking for a friend yeah um so i've got a friend of mine going through a family court process at the moment <clears throat> um he's had a section seven report done with CAFCAS, yeah. um, the children have gone through ICFA, um, and then we've had another. He's had another section, another report done with CAFCAS. Um, the second report from CAFCAS, he didn't get an interview with them, so the report is all one-sided. How does that stand in court? He he didn't get an interview with them. What reason no, have, have, so Caf, have Caf... Sure, There was no reason. Um, the his solicitor. And himself were trying to get hold of the CAFCAS officer. The CAFCAS officer was basically ignoring them. Um, and, um, yeah, so the, the report that was given to him is all one-sided. Um, there's also recommendation for a psychological and a guardian on the report as well. Um, so there's things on the report. He stated to me there's things on the report which are factually in incorrect. 
also because obviously she didn't even speak to him. Um, surely that goes against Kafkas's terms and conditions. Well, in in that, I'm not sure about if it goes against their T's and C's, but the is, yeah. a sec, is it a Section Seven report that you're talking about, Ems? No, he's no. had he's had a Section Seven report done. Yeah. yeah. Um, then they um, is this recommended like a... ICFA, so the, yeah. the children went through the ICFA for supervised visits. Yeah. That didn't work. Yeah. Because one of the children's actually refusing to see the other parent. Um, due to trauma. So and have, have, is this, has, have Kafkas been asked to do an addendum report then? Is that what this report is? Yes. Yeah, yes, okay. So yeah. uh, the, the addendum report is going to require um, them to speak to both parties, I would have thought. So I think all he can do is at the next court hearing make it clear that actually he wasn't spoken to. So the view yeah. that the CAFCAS or that any recommendations that are being put before the court aren't actually taking into account his position or, you know, his view, yeah. really. Um, I mean, he has if, put that into a position statement to the court. Good. That's um, good. But obviously, they've the Kafkas has recommended a guardian as well. Yeah. Um, he's had a, had a quote for the guardian and a psychological report. He would like the psychological report to be done because yeah. of matters that are involved in the case with regards to the children. Um, but um, I'm an, I'm under the understanding that obviously the the amount of money this is going to cost would be split between both parents. Both parents can't afford to have that done. Is there something else the court can put in place rather okay. than the guardian so, and psychological so report? The, the guardian's not going to cost the parents. All right. So so the guardian is is publicly funded. The Guardian right. has their own legal aid certificate on behalf of the children. And then what can yeah. sometimes yeah. happen is if a report is needed, the Guardian can apply for the cost of that report on the children's legal aid certificate. So that might be why a Guardian's being introduced. One, so that the children have got an independent voice. But B, so that the cost of the report or any sort of, you know, psychiatric assess assessment that's needed can be put on the children's public funding. So it won't cost the parents anything. That could be the angle yeah. or where this is going. Yeah, because um, there's, um, well, basically, she's, their mother is very narcissistic. So this is why we we do want the, psych well, he does want the psychological report to be done. Yeah. But, and obviously it's affected the children. Um, so that's good to know that, so that can all be done via legal aid. Yes, it, on the guardian's certificate. Well, on the children's certificate, but yes, that, that the guardian will be appointed on a certificate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. And that would include the that would include the psychological potentially, reports. potentially, yeah. I mean, again, I don't know enough about yeah. your case to know. I mean, it might be. I, I I'm in a case at the moment, and we we had a report that I think was three three thousand, um, and the children's certificate is paying sort of two and a half, and then the parents have been left to split the rest between them. But all legal aid was would contribute is two and a half. Um, but but right, it, it all helps. Eight thousand pounds. Right. Okay. Well then, your yeah. The guardian will have to advise on that. I have no clue how much the certificate's going to be for the children and what's involved. Okay. All right. All right. But thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.
Uh, lots of questions on TikTok this evening about um, getting in touch with me. You can always drop me an email, guys. You know that if you're struggling to get on Discord or you're on Discord with your hand up and I don't get round to answering your question. It takes me a couple of days to get to the emails, but I do get to them and generally have a bit of a catch up at the weekend. We've also got three chat rooms in Discord as well, children, finance and divorce. Um, I will answer every question. I generally do it on a Saturday or a Sunday, um, but have a read through there because sometimes you're question can be the similar to somebody else's so that might help um yes I am a practicing solicitor that's been asked a few times this evening um and I have my own firm so I you know I I don't work for the man so to speak it's it's my own firm you can email me on tracy at maloneyfamilylaw.com if that's what you guys are looking to do there's a few people there asking what my email address is Okay, that's a wrap. Paddy is hovering beside me because he wants me to tell you all that the Discord, <laughs> no, not the know. Discord, the, um, what's it called, oh, Pad? The podcast, sorry. He, put, he, he launched the podcast again this evening at 6pm. Um, so that's now live for you guys to listen to. Um, apologies, we haven't done one for a week or two because obviously we were away on holiday. Um, that's a wrap from me, guys. It's just after seven. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Hope you guys did too. Thank you for um, joining me in the lounge. I will say good evening to Discord first. Come back here tomorrow at six and I'll answer more of your questions um, and look forward to speaking to you then. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.